I mean, I get it because there was a portion of my childhood where I shut it down mm-hmm. because, and, and I don't nor use, normally use the terms positive or negative because I think energy is neutral. We perceive things a certain way because yeah. it scares us, right? Mm-hmm. So it, tr- it triggers something for us. Um, but I, I don't know if we lived over a graveyard or whatever it was. I had so many terrifying visions when I was a child. Welcome to Let's Not Sugarcoat It, a podcast about the real, raw, and unfiltered side of motherhood. We're your hosts, Bella, Alex, and Amy. Let's get into it, ladies. All right, let's get into it, ladies. Today, we have our lovely guest, Bonita K. Summers. Greatest desire is to help people to learn to hear and trust their own intuition fall back in love with all aspects of themselves Mm -hmm. and transform limiting beliefs and fears into motivation and creativity. Bonita helps individuals and entrepreneurs and organizations unlock their inner strengths. She's a psychic life and business coach assisting clients to understand the subconscious patterns impacting their personal and professional decisions as well as offering them strategies for success in the workplace and happiness and connection in their personal relationships. With a, a varied professional career, she is a unique she is in a unique position to help entrepreneurs. She has been a journalist, freelance writer, editor of a national business magazine, software developer, university administrator, and crisis counselor. Whoa. That's a list and a half Mm -hmm. before she devoted herself full time to being a coach. Welcome, Bonita. Thank you very much. I'm so happy to be here with you, Isabella, with everybody. Yeah, that is quite the bio. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself other than the bio, because you were going to tell us. Maybe you are Well, I've been in the Okanagan since 2011. Mm. I actually came here with a wave of psychics and intuitives who were all drawn to the area at the same time. Mm. Amy keeps saying that this is like a mecca of spirituality. Yeah, it is. I've heard that from a number of people. Yeah, there's vortexes here. Um, People either come here and get into their spiritual growth or they pass through, connect with certain people and off they go to to their next adventure. Mm. So for me, I was living in Kingston, Ontario and I kept getting Kelowna. I knew nothing about Kelowna. I'd traveled to Europe and other places, but I'd never been further west than Winnipeg. So I knew nothing about Kelowna. All I knew is that if I didn't move here, I would have to stop my work as a psychic. Mm. Because how dare I tell other people to trust their intuition if I wasn't willing to trust mine. Wow. So I literally came here with one month's income in my bank account. Wow. (laughs) And... um, Everything just came together within a week. I had a place to live, a car, an office. I started teaching in yoga studios. So two studios welcomed me. And that was my doorway into connecting with the community. And uh, yeah, the rest is history. I'm still here and still doing my thing. Wow. (laughs) I love that on so many levels. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. That's, yeah. I was like, holy man, vortex it in over here. Bonita, tell us a little bit more about that because I have heard about the vortex and that, and especially in the last little while, I know there's like, for me personally, every single female, I haven't met a lot of males, but every single female that I've met is amazing. We're all coming here. Uh, yeah, it's it's the way I found out. There used to be a store on Lawrence called Bones and Stones. Okay. And I went in because crystals, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to be there. <laughs> and, uh, and the guy said, I've seen about 25 new 
use come into my store in the last couple of weeks. He said, you've all just moved here. Wow. And I knew one person in Ottawa who moved to Summerland. So we were all called. Mm. Um, and there are these energy centers. For me, when I, where I will notice the most is if I'm doing a labyrinth. As I'm walking a labyrinth, I'll walk it really slowly and meditatively and I'll be able to feel the vortexes and I'll check in, is this one for me? And if it is, I stand on it. I let it realign me. I move on to the next one. Um, so there's, you know, if you've ever seen the movie, The Matrix, yep. so there is the world everybody sees and there's the code behind it. You might say people like me read the code behind it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So everything is energy. So we feel energies, um, we connect with energy, not just in people, but in nature. And so, for example, um, Akashic Ranch, if you've never been there, highly recommend it. Ooh. Connect with Mariana. She's amazing. So she has this farm up on top of a mountain off of... Um, uh, I'm trying to remember where it is. It's north of Vernon. And she's had me actually take people on a vortex tour because I would just walk until I felt one and we'd explore it and move on to the next one. And she's got a really special place there. Yeah. Mm. In our own backyard. Oh, yeah. Lady. Vortex said one day. She's got an amazing farm up on um, the top of a mountain. Um, she runs um, a, a, a crystals and curiosity shop and I've done workshops up there. She's had psychic mm. fairs. So there's another neat connection for you. Yeah. That I've is also cool. heard that the Summer Hill Winery, like the there's something the pyramid, there too with yep. the pyramid is yep. really, a, you know, well, a they, high energy center. Yeah, they put the wine in there and they have crystals in the corners. So oh. when I was living in Kingston, somebody said, there's this winery where they have the wine and, you know, a pyramid with crystals. You'll totally fit in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's You're awesome. Like, I thought that when I moved here, I definitely, I tell everyone that moving here was the biggest personal growth catalyst to date. And yes. when you said dropping into your spirituality, I've really felt that. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've heard that from a lot of women about yeah. moving here. Yeah. And, but the interesting thing is I'd say probably 60% of my clients are men. Is that oh, right? Really? Yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah. Because um, I think that with men, first of all, they value their time. And people know I'm a shortcut. They can spend months or years going to regular counselors or coaches or they can come and see me and get there very quickly. So I've had people say, yeah, I've had a dozen sessions with a regular coach. You just got me further in the last 45 minutes. Mm, Because instead of you talking and talking until we finally get to the crux of the matter, I just tap right in. Here's what's going on in your subconscious. Here's the patterns that have been operating since you were a toddler. Here's how they're affecting you now. And here's what you can do about it. Wow. wow. That's pretty yeah, awesome. I, like it. I, I love how you're so to the point, right? Yeah. Like, and obviously we've done a lot of work on your, like your own spiritual growth to get there and so on. I'd love to know about the path to say the world of spirituality for you, was it? Sure. Uh, well, first of all, I was born into a family of psychics. Okay. My cool. grandmother was a medium in England. My mom was psychic. So as a little kid, as a toddler, I was clairaudient and clairvoyant. So I would hear voices and see things which might've led to a very different path had I not had a mother who understood. Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> I would run downstairs and go, mom, I heard the voices again. And she'd say, that's nice here. <laughs> Did you write it down, she, honey? She grew up the same way, right? She's like, was, I hear yeah. them too. Yeah, it was yeah. treated very, very nonchalantly. And I will actually advise people with children who are showing psychic ability, don't make a big deal out of it. Okay. Like one of my kids, when he was little, would come up to me and he, he, he saw this man family relative still hanging out with us kind of thing. And so the first time he saw him, he's freaking out. He's crying. He's under the kitchen table. And I'm having to explain to him, you know, just say hi. And if you're not comfortable, ask him to go away. So I knew he was really okay with the situation when about six months later, he comes up to me and he goes very cryptically, mom, the man has a message for you. 
<laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> what's that? Right? He wants you to buy me a chocolate Easter. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Now you're just using the spiritual yeah, world there. Yeah. Wait a second. Let me work to man. That's a message. I love so, it. My I like so I kind of feel my kids one of mine is a little bit more sensitive because I when I was younger, I feel I felt a lot of spirits. I wasn't seeing things. I and I'm not going to say spirits, energies, but there were a lot of negative. So I would, you know, push them away, hide. I'd have a prayer that made me feel safe. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have things happen to me, uh, kind of creepy. You know, I was laying in bed and, you know, that moment where you're, you you don't know you're asleep, but then there's a noise and then it just, yeah. you wake up and you're like, oh, I was sleeping. And I suddenly was laying there and I... I sensed a little girl um, in my room standing in the corner and she wanted to talk to me because she had, this is sounds bad, but like she had drowned, right? Mm-hmm. And she wanted to talk to me. But I was so scared. I went to scream for my mom. So I was like 19, right? Yeah. I went to scream for my mom. And then all that came out of my mouth was like I was... Yes. Because there was something holding my mm-hmm. neck, right. right? So I screamed for my mom three times and then everything just let go. Like the fear, the energy that had left because I don't know if she wanted me to yell for, like I think she just wanted to connect, but I was so not ready. Yeah. And I sprinted out, out of bed and I slept on my parents' floor at 19 in the bed because I was so freaked out. Yeah. Last night, uh, Kate, Kasia, um, one of my girls, she comes in, she's like, Mommy, I'm scared to be in my room all by myself because I feel like there's somebody watching me. Mm-hmm. So we had... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I had worked, like I've worked on myself. So now I'm open to these energies because I do energy work myself. Uh, but, you know, for her to come to me and say, hey, mom, you know, there's somebody watching me. I just said, well, maybe it's your garden angel, not garden, guardian, guardian. Guardian. <laughs> English. Garden angel. Gordon that sounds angel. good. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon there. No. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, she's kind of starting to process that it, it doesn't have to be fear-based mm-hmm. because she's like, I'm like, well, is he doing anything? And no, she's just feeling yeah. somebody being there. So, you know, I'm not sure how to navigate because I'm still yeah. learning my own like spirit. Well, I mean, I get it because there was a portion of my childhood where I shut it down mm-hmm. because, and, and I don't not use, normally use the terms positive or negative because I think energy is neutral. We perceive things a certain way because yeah. it scares us, right? Mm-hmm. It, tri- it triggers something for us. Um, but I, I don't know if we lived over a graveyard or whatever it was. I had so many terrifying visions when mm-hmm. I was a child. Um, there was a time that I just shut it down until I felt comfortable like you did yeah. to get to a point of going, I can do this now. Um, so what I believe is that when we fear something, we draw it to us and we make it worse than it is. So sending it love and light, like I've had something standing at the end of my bed that felt, if you want to call it evil, and I just sent it love and light and it dissipated like a cloud Mm -hmm. on a summer's day. 
I have de-haunted places and sometimes you will encounter people that haven't properly processed their death and they're looking for somebody to help them through it. So if that spirit still feels like it's in your home, for example, Mm -hmm. what you can do is light a candle and invite it to go to the light and let it know the people that she needs to connect with are waiting for her. Mm -hmm. Um, There was one place back in Ontario where it was a train station Mm -hmm. and they wanted me to check out the ghosts in their train station. So they were pointing at one corner. I said, I'm drawn to this other spot. And it was this smaller room. And I said, it feels to me like there's a fellow who fought in the war, came home to his gal and his parents, but didn't realize he had died in the war. Mm. So he's still at the train station looking for them. And I said, his energy is very spun to the point that I can't even connect with him right now, but I'm suggesting keep trying. She said, I wondered why every time I put my computer in that room, it screws up. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I said, but let's go back to that corner. And I said, there's a little boy and he's got a little pea jacket and a cap and little shorts. And he's just sitting on a bench, just swinging his legs and watching the comings and goings of people mm-hmm. in the train station. Except this was no longer a train station. It was now somebody's craft store. And she said, an old man came to see her about a year ago and said, when he was a little boy, he used to come and sit in the train station and watch the people come and go. So energies can stay in a space because they, they like that space. Um, they can be there because they haven't processed their death. Sometimes I think people do die and move on, but if they've had a violent death, the energy uh, impression is still there. Mm -hmm. So I do believe one of the things we can do compassionately is support them to let go and move on. Mm -hmm. So Bonita, is there ever anything to fear? Like you said, love and light will always, I mean, I think that's just a bumper sticker. Love and light will always... (laughs) Brand that. We keep brand new. Like always takes care of the dark. But is there, you know, we, I mean, you know, we see things like the exorcist and things like that, but does mm-hmm. it like, do, there is dark entities, isn't there? And how does, what, how do we maneuver That's, that in life? It's such an interesting concept because yes, I is. think there is the light and the absence of light. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so I think anybody that we perceive as dark or dangerous is some energy that isn't conscious. So when it becomes conscious, it can make other choices. We all have our shadow side. Right. You know, we all have that part of us that if it's not brought to consciousness can be destructive. Right. I I wouldn't say I've ever encountered anything where I felt actually in danger. Okay. Um, And here's another, let's put another spin on this. Yeah. Okay. So we live in a quantum universe. Yes. I believe there's one unified field of consciousness experiencing itself in myriad forms. So everybody we meet, physical, non-physical, what have you, is a reflection of some part of our own reality, our own consciousness. So if you encounter something you perceive to be as evil, it's still a reflection of your consciousness. I can give you an example. Wow. Um, I used to do a lot of- just blue. I could talk to you for hours. Carry on. So I used to do, I used to have a lot of -of out-of-body experiences. And one time I was leaving and I heard this voice go, yeah, come on out. Because as soon as you do, we're going in. And I immediately recognized it as an opportunity to overcome fear. So I I chose not to fear the voice and it became clown-like and disappeared. So um, anytime I've had an encounter, I've always seen it as um, that's, potentially scary. I've always seen it as an opportunity to face my fears because it's my dream state. It's my reality. Um, I could get 
totally into Tibetan dream yoga, where you learn that a dream is a dream. That's lucid dreaming. And I've been a lucid dreamer since I was eight years old. I've conducted experiments in the dream state that I planned before going into my dreams. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> There's books on this stuff. It's very yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, then realizing that this is a dream, realizing you're walking around literally in the matrix, mm-hmm. and then to wake up. And waking up is achieving it's either the clear light of seeing or the clear light of being, I forget which, but you're in this, your consciousness just sees this blue light that is everything and everyone. There's no sense of subject and object. You're just everything. And if you've ever gone into, I've been meditating since I was like 12, 13. Okay. So when you go into samadhi, which is a really deep state of meditation Mm. in that state, Benita disappears. I am aware of the personality and the role that is Benita, but it's everything is just isness. It's just presence of which everything is a part. There's no mere you. So our concept of separation, it's part of the rules we agreed to play when we decided to do the game called Earth. Wow. <laughs> right? It yeah. doesn't really exist. Yeah. And when you go into really, really deep states of meditation, you cease to you transcend space and time. You don't even have a sense of having a physical body. Right, right, right. You know, You're back in that quantum field. Yeah. yeah. And as a child, I got into Christianity and I was praying. At one point, I experienced what we call God. My experience was as though I was at the foot of a mountain of tiny light particles. And the mountain was so vast, I couldn't possibly comprehend the summit. I knew I was one of those particles, but no less important than any other particle. Mm. And so for me, and it was this very loving force of energy. So to me, that's what we call God. Everything is imbued with it. Everything is part of that whole. And so the whole idea of separation is something we go, hey, let's go on this cool ride called Earth, have these neat experiences, come back with all this awareness we didn't have before. And I don't believe our lives are linear. I believe we're living many lives all at the same time. We can tap into them. Yeah. And I've met people in this lifetime that we've instantly recognized each other from other lives. Yeah, that's cool. So, mm. yeah. Oh my Life is God. so cool. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I listen to a lot of things too. Um, and there's a woman, Dolores Cannon, and she always talks about how it's like she she likens this journey on earth like as if it was a play and we're the director, we're the actors, we're the mm-hmm. script writer and we can change it any time. And I always think of that and I love that. And I, it's very in line with what you're saying about how, you know, we, if everything is just, you know, we, it's our dream and our, we're, we're in the matrix yeah. and we can create yeah. anything we want, right? And one of the most challenging things is to look at the people in your life you've had the hardest time with if you've been through abuse and think of it in terms of that soul took on that role and is willing to have you maybe hate them for the rest of your life. So it would bring up whatever you came to work on in this lifetime. Yeah. So I, I went through a lot as a kid. I don't regret any of it. It informed the person I became. It imbued me with the desire to help others. I wouldn't turn the clock back and change a thing. Right. Not condoning any behavior, but mm-hmm. saying, I saw it as just part of my path. Yeah, your growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right. most people that go through, I mean, maybe not in the moment, but we can look back yeah. and see yeah, what, what how strength we did I derive from that. It was a predestined, that. yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. Love mm-hmm. it, love it, love it. So this is your work that you do then. You're, yes. You coach people through this. Mm-hmm. Where do I sign up? <laughs> <laughs> oh my um, gosh. My website is spiritcolona.com. Yeah. BenitaSummers.com will get you there yeah. as well. Um, I do work internationally so people can reach me by Zoom, they, you know, by phone at my office downtown Kelowna. Yeah. Um, and some people 
will have a session and they're good for a while. Other people buy my packages and do ongoing work. They're ready to go down the rabbit hole mm. and learn about the parts of themselves they didn't even know were there. Yeah. And I've been doing this work now for over 40 years. Wow. So I've developed techniques for actually accessing those parts of your psyche that are still stuck in early childhood yeah. and ba- basically learning how to parent them. Because if we don't learn to parent those parts, they will spend the rest of our lives looking for validation from parents, mm. from our partners, our children, our coworkers, our bosses. And really the only person who can help them heal is us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. as we do that work, those parts become conscious and they eventually can go, oh, I'm in an adult body. Yeah. I have agency. I can now make other choices. And those parts stuck in fear and shame and grief and anger can start to become playful, happy parts of us and productive. And they may also have insights we don't have. So if you think about it, like most of us are operating from a very limited part of our consciousness, the part mm-hmm. we were taught it was okay to be. And we pushed all the other parts off stage to fit in with our families mm-hmm. and teachers and society, whatever mm-hmm. we were taught we were to be. So it's like sitting around a table, but not letting everybody else participate in contributing to the decision-making. So that id makes decisions. How do we end up in the wrong relationships? Because the parts that would have gone, excuse me, I'm not agreeing with this. This feels bad. We're not even aware of that part. Yeah, it's so repressed. But as you do the work, more parts come online. You have more energy, more awareness. You make better decisions. Mm. So here I am about to turn 60 years old in June. I have the energy of somebody 20 years my junior because I've been doing this work on finding those parts of myself and bringing them back for over three decades. I have more energy as a result. It takes a lot of energy to hold those parts down. Yeah, Mm. that makes sense. Yeah. So what are you seeing right now? Is there a theme, like obviously the world is changing and we're in a very interesting, very interesting time right now. Are you seeing a theme or what are you seeing with people or is there something you're noticing? I do believe we are going through an accelerated evolutionary process. Mm. And I've connected with other people around the world that are doing similar work to mine or their work may differ, but we're all on the same page of helping people to a higher state of consciousness. We are energy beings. You are an energy field. Your body's just the slowest moving part of the field. Wow. And so we're actually interacting energetically all the time. We don't even know that we're doing it. I actually teach a whole workshop called the Energy Experience. Um, I've offered it to corporations, to individuals. And what I do is actually teach people how to experience each other's energy fields. So you know the subconscious messaging you're giving. You know how to pick up on what other people are saying with their energy. And it helps us build a deeper connection with each other. So I think Mm. ultimately um, we will transcend the physical, whether we stay in physical form or not, simply because we will be more aware at a deeper level. Um, One exercise I teach in my workshop, I have half the people stand on one side of the room, half on the other. One half closes their eyes. The other half starts to walk toward them, feeling the layers of their energy field as they go. And the ones at the other side, when they can feel somebody touching a layer are to say now so that everybody's picking up the same thing. And when they feel that person's come close enough, they're to ask them to stop. And when everybody opens their eyes, some people are almost physically touching the other person. Other people are 20 feet away. Wow. wow. Yeah. yeah, that's It's cool. fascinating. Yeah. Right. And then I'll have them switch. And so everybody gets the full experience. 
it can be really interesting because those people who have somebody 20 feet away will say, that person was right in front of me, just about to touch me. Right. Yeah. Their field is that sensitive. So they're a little bit more sensitive. Or the other person was trying so hard to feel layers. They were projecting, they were projecting their energy (laughs) forward. My Italian hands are moving. (laughs) 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 Energy is moving. Energy is moving. Wow. You didn't say you may have technical difficulties. Yeah, Yeah, she did say that. (laughs) So here we are. Here we are. Fascinating. So Bonita, you do like a bunch of work with, um, say this type of work with corporate people too, Mm -hmm. right? So like, I'm just curious is like, are more and more people in say like the traditional corporate world being open to like spirituality or I I think they actually have for a long time. I used to be editor of a magazine called Your Workplace. And the number of pieces we put in about intuition in the workplace, um, hiring from a more enlightened perspective. Um, I think that the more progressive corporations know you get the best out of your people if your people are fully supported. And a lot of people come to me because they go, you know, I've been to the psychologist, I've been to the psychiatrist, I've been to the regular counselors. I want somebody with a spiritual bent. Mm-hmm. And I think our world has come to realize, oh, we've accomplished so much. We've created so much. Why do we feel so empty? Mm-hmm. And that's when we go, there's got to be something more. And the more isn't outside of us. It's inside of us. Right. Yeah. It's always the way, right? Like the inside of us is the, that's what, in order to move forward in anything, you got to heal things within yourself, but it's the biggest mm-hmm. for, hurdle for sure. Yeah. And I find one of the things people are looking for in corporations as well is retention. So I've had people actually just give me first names and just say, describe what this person needs for us to keep them. Well, that person kicked them out the door. They are not your at the desk kind of person. They they want to be out in the world. They're your hummingbird. Hmm. Get them out there. Get them making connections. They're your outreach person. That one, put them at a desk. Maybe they have to answer the phone. They do not want to deal with people. They want to deal with their computer. Um, hiring decisions. I, I'm, I'm not ever tapping in anything really personal about the other person because that's inappropriate. But I'll say this is this person's work style and personality and this is what would be a good fit. So I've been involved in corporate merger decisions, hiring decisions, um, just because I have that ability to tap in and say, this is your best combination for the most stable situation you can create in your workplace. So what I are like you that. feeling about us? <laughs> I, I actually, I do not tap in without permission. It's, it's, it's actually one of those interesting things. I've sat uh, with another psychic one time at a coffee shop and they just had everybody in the room pegged. And I was kind of horrified because I feel like, why should I know anything about you except what you present to the world unless you've specifically given me permission to tune in and work with you? Um, but I've been at parties and gatherings where people go, oh, you're a psychic. What are you getting on me? Nothing. You didn't give me permission and this is the place because I will go deep. Yeah. And I wouldn't dream of doing that in a situation where it's going to compromise anybody. Yeah. But that's why it's good to shop around and get the psychic that you can trust. Mm-hmm. Somebody that you know works ethically. And I do train people in developing their psychic abilities. I have an online mm-hmm. course as well. And ethics is part of it. Yeah. So you... I also work with a lot of empaths who are almost crippled by their empathic abilities. They don't know where they end and somebody else begins. So they go to work and they feel everybody's stuff to the point that I've had people ready to quit their jobs. Mm. I've had to teach them how to switch it off. So it can be turned Mm. on and off. I used Mm. to take on a lot of energy when I was doing energy healing. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know how, because again, I'm like so new to this because I just started opening up to it 
during COVID, I did my yoga certification, Thai massage, and then vibrational sound healing, all that kind of stuff. And then who all behold, all these energies are back in my space, but I, I, feel them differently now or I accept them. I'm like, okay, you know, <laughs> uh, you're here. I don't want you today, <laughs> but yeah, it's just having that um, barrier not to take it on. Cause I used to feel like, I still feel as I'm, but then I'm, I cleanse, I cleanse, you know, like I'll feel different parts of the person, what they're going through, you know, whether it's chest, whether it's constriction of the throat, anxiety, I'll feel anxious, I'll feel tired. But yeah, it's so important to have mm-hmm. that cleanse, I guess, or that, I don't, I don't want to call it the wall, but... Like protective shield. Protective. I actually don't do that. No? No. One of the first questions I get asked at every energy experience workshop is how do I protect myself from negative energy? So I'm going to throw a, an idea at you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I've been where you are. When I first yeah. started doing this work, I felt everybody's stuff. Um, is learning not to attach to somebody else's path. Mm-hmm. You can stick your toe in the water. You don't have to drown with them. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So it's learning how to just tune in long enough to feel yeah. and then step out of it. And because a lot of us, we, we actually become um, rescuers. Mm-hmm. We become so attached to the people we're helping. We stay attached and we feel their stuff. Yeah. So you're having to deliberately unattach afterwards. Eventually you might get to the point where you just go, I've given that person whatever I could. They received whatever they could despite their patterns yeah. because people can only receive from what you offer to the degree their patterns will allow. So I let people record my sessions and I've had people come back. So, you know, in our last session, when you said such and such, I know I didn't say that, but it's how their mind interpreted it. Right. So we really don't have any control over what happens after our offering. So it's really learning to let go and, and not attach. Um, and what I would say is if we feel like something's attached to us, oh, mm-hmm. that's negative. What's really, and this is just my opinion, what's really going on is we had an internal pattern that was already there before we met them that got Mm. triggered by them. Mm. So instead we can sit and say, what is this bringing up for me that I now get to work on because it got triggered? Mm. Because if something, if you keep getting triggered by situation, it's probably your own stuff surfacing. And when I'm working with people, because the work never stops. It's not like I've arrived. I'm not some deified being by any stretch of the imagination. So when I'm working with somebody, afterwards I'll check in with myself and I'll say, what reflection showed up in my office today? Because I haven't done all the work on that part that is me that they're reflecting. What did I offer them that I need to continue to work with? Mm -hmm. Right? It keeps me humble, keeps me working on my stuff. Where do I sign up? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, know. I really want to do it. It's like, okay, that's it. Group yeah. session. Can, can you just mentor me? Where yeah. do I sign? I and that's actually it. something I do. I do a lot of mentoring. Um, I love it. And it's, it's a joy because um, I've been mentored in my life. And I think we all need somebody who gives us a different perspective mm. um, and, and shakes up how we look at things. I, I don't ever want to get to the point where I go, I get it. I know everything. I've arrived. I've just put myself in a box if I do that. Yes. I want to keep deconstructing what I believe so I can learn more. Mm. Evolving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love that. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, geez. well, I'm I'm looking at these cards. Yeah, I know. Over you're here, ready. Right? <laughs> She's ready. <laughs> Who's gonna? We're gonna do a card reading. We can do that. And so um, I have to make a confession now. Okay, I'm a card addict. I have like 50 decks. At home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have 50, but I'm a card addict too. I love it, and I find them fascinating. And um, I find it amazing how. Uh, pinpointed they are yeah. mm-hmm. really listen yeah and when I started I actually at 18 started doing professional readings okay. um, I had a book from Coles on how to tell fortunes <laughs> with playing cards amazing <laughs> and I started to realize I was getting more information than the card was actually saying and then I moved to tarot and so I used to at an office I used to have I had a big open area where I could set up tables like 25 people would come out I teach them how to work with the cards I put out all my decks we'd have a blast so this is something anybody can learn to do. Everybody's psychic. It really is learning to listen to and trust ourselves right. and having somebody reflect that back. I think it's wonderful for you, Isabella, that your kids have a sensitive mom because if they say, I'm seeing this or hearing this, it's not ridiculed. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. children suppress this if they say something to a parent. Oh, don't be so silly. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the story you're making up because they're looking to the adults in their life to tell them what reality is. Mm-hmm. So that's such a gift to your kids. Mm-hmm. So I want to do these cards, but give us a quick little, um, like I've been told by many people that I know I have, I'm clairaudient Mm -hmm. um, and probably a little bit clairsentient, like lots of little things, but how can we like delve deeper into that? What are some Mm -hmm. things that we can do? And I know meditation is one of them, but it's hard for me to meditate. I can't seem to quiet my Um, mind. Well, I actually teach a (laughs) workshop called 60 Second Samadhi, a crash course in meditation. I should actually start doing these workshops again, but I've been working a lot. So it's... (laughs) Um, where there's many different forms of meditation. Now there's one you can do. I won't do it on error. Everybody will be blocking their ears, but it's called um, the thymus thump. So what you do is you hit your chest and you make a loud ha as you do it. And you do it over and over again okay. and do it for you know 30 to 60 seconds. And when you finish, when you stop, you're going to find everything in you suddenly feels very clear. There's many different ways to clear the mind. Okay. And for anybody who's listening, say you have, you know, challenging coworker, if you just stare at them fixedly and hit your chest and go, th- uh, ha, uh, ha, go ha, 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 repeatedly, they will never bother you again. <laughs> wow. Okay. There you go. There you go. Done. Like, yeah. done. Sorry. I, hit you. All right, yeah. I love it. So, clear, so just really clearing and becoming clear is well, the key. Well, that's just a great way of calming the mind. But what mm-hmm. I would say is I always say to people, work with your original language. So if you tend to get hunches, follow your hunches, see Mm -hmm. where they take you. Don't be worried about looking silly. Intuition will often give you information on a need to know basis. So Mm -hmm. I remember waking up one morning back when I lived in Ontario and hearing, go downtown and stand in this store at one o'clock. That was the entire message. Right. So going downtown was a 45 minute drive. I drove downtown, stood in the store within minutes. Somebody I hadn't seen five years walked through the door. Wow. Wow. But the reason intuition doesn't tell you more is then you'd be thinking about what you want to say to them, which would skew reality, or maybe you don't want to see them. So you just get information on a need to know basis. So whether you get a hunch or um, an emotional feeling around a situation or a vision pops into your head, try to pay attention to what is surfacing and follow it through. Just a beginner's mind, be curious. If I do follow on this hunch, where will it lead me? 
what will I learn as a result? Don't be afraid of having fun and being experimental with this. Curious. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Go there. Yeah. Okay. Go there. And, and <laughs> give each happens. other readings. You yeah. know, um, I've been on a train where somebody said, can I try this? Here's my deck. And they give me an accurate reading because they don't know they can't do it. Right. <laughs> so it's like you're not, your mind's sure. not in the way. Yeah. Um, I, I, what I say when you're working with cards is don't get too hung up on looking at the little book. What does right. that card mean? Treat it like tea leaves or chicken guts or any of the things people did centuries ago, right? They just look at it and what feeling am I getting from this, Mm -hmm. from the imagery and go for cards that have a lot of imagery. Mm -hmm. Don't, not, not a lot of words, forget the words you're looking for imagery. Uh, Fractal decks are really interesting because the imagery can mean a lot of different things depending on who's looking at it. Right what's jumping out for me? What do I feel like it means for that person? So I can look at the same card and get 50 different interpretations mm-hmm. depending on where it sits in a spread and, and who I'm reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just be playful and don't worry about screwing up. That's what causes us to tighten up and we lose the flow of our intuition. Mm-hmm. Ah. And one more quick question. Sorry, I feel like I'm sure. monopolizing, but ha- what I always ask this question and I feel like, um, how do you differentiate for you between your intuition and your fear? You know when sometimes mm. you're like, what yes. is a hunch? Great question, Amy. Isn't it? Yes. I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope you have a good answer. Because so you know when if, it's your intuition, yeah. you're like, is yeah. it fear yeah. or is it my intuition? So yeah. if we are in fear, never make a decision out of fear right. or fear of not making a decision. Right. Right. Intuition feels very grounded. Uh, it's okay. like a just so. This just feels right. It's not elated. It's not fearful. Mm -hmm. It's balanced. So sometimes we're elated. Oh my God. Yeah, this feels right. But if you can't slow down your breathing, calm yourself, center yourself, and then check in and say, is this right? You might be hearing your ego. Mm. Um, So for example, because I have an unusual skill set, there've been a lot of times where I'm offered opportunities to work with other people doing something different. And I will hear them out and then I'll say, thank you. Now I'm going to go home and go intuitive on it. And my eagle will go, oh, Benita, you'd be so good at this. It'd be a lot of fun. You make a lot of money. You should totally do this. And then I ask this one question, is it my path? Mm. And 99% of the time I get told no. Which really <laughs> and you're like, but wait. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing because the ego wants other things. Another thing is your enteric nervous system in your intestines has 100 million neurons. Scientists call it our second brain. Gut feelings are mm-hmm. a real thing. Mm-hmm. So a number of years ago, I got invited to go to a New Year's dance with a bunch of my girlfriends. 10 o'clock that morning, one of them sends me a text. Do you want to meet for dinner at six at my place? Then we'll all go. You know, and my ego goes, I like people, I like food, sign me up. But my gut clenched. Mm. And I did something women especially never do. Mm -hmm. I gave myself time to answer. Mm-hmm. I texted her back. I'm waiting to hear back from someone. I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. I was waiting to hear back from me. <laughs> <laughs> so I had things to do. Stuff was going on about two o'clock. I check in again. By now my pattern is really loud. Oh, Benita, the food, friends. And if you don't go, you're a bad friend. Mm. Wow. But my gut was still clenched. So I asked internally, why can't I go? And I get told, you're going to have a client at that time. Mm. It is two o'clock on New Year's Eve. My phone has not rung. What do I do with this information? Text my friend back. Sorry, I have an overlap. I can't make it. I'll see you at the dance at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. 4.30, the call comes. I've heard about you, been in town for a week, really wanted to see you, couldn't manage it. Can I see you today at six o'clock? Wow. wow. I spent 90 minutes with my client. I had 30 minutes to get to the dance. And she said to me this morning, I got up determined 
somehow I would see you today. And her intention rippled out into the fabric of the universe. And just like an email in my inbox, my gut let me know, hold that space. Mm. That's cool. We're all capable of that, but we have to listen and not second guess ourselves, which is what we always do. Oh, don't be so silly. Oh, I'm making things up. Be willing to listen. I feel like that's something I'm so not great. Like I'm doing exactly what you say. I think I have good intuition, but I've spent a lot of my life pushing it down and Mm -hmm. I don't listen. Yes. And then I'm like, let's say this one here is better (laughs) listening to her intuition. And I'll say something that's almost in line with what say you would say in about like, she's like, oh, my intuition says this. I'm like, yeah. Then I'll be like, nope. Uh, yeah, no, no, this is what I'm going to do instead. And then I'm like, yeah. fuck, I, I, I should have listened, you know, I think, and I want to strengthen the muscle. Well, I think part of what that is, is women especially have been culturized to be everybody's emotional caretaker yeah. and to put ourselves at the back of the bus. Yeah. So people pleaser. Yeah. So we'll have an inkling about something and yeah, but this person won't be happy if I do this and yeah. that will make that person uncomfortable. And so we make ourselves smaller. I love what Marion Williamson said said in her quote about our deepest fear. Everybody should read that. She said, the world was never served by your playing small. Yeah, for sure. That makes right? sense. Love yeah. that. So if we're going to really step up into, you know, in my next series, my podcast series is on leadership, we have to find our inner leader because what we tend to do is like, I'm going to do this if that's okay with you. Yeah. And if you're not comfortable, I'll put myself back in that little box we had yes. me in so you're not uncomfortable. Whereas if we're stepping, stepping into our leadership, it's this is what my intuition is telling me I need to do. Oh, I see you struggling with the choice I'm making. Is there some way I can support you working through your struggle? Or we might not even feel we need to do that. We don't have to wear other people's struggles with the choices we're making. So good. Anderson Cooper interviewed the woman who invented Spanx, who's like probably a billionaire now. She's the best, Sarah Blakely. Right? I love her. And she was asked the secret to her success. She said, for the first year from the time I had the idea until it was ready for distribution, I did not tell a soul because well-meaning family and friends would have talked me out of it. Yeah. She was willing to fall on her own sword to follow through with her idea. Uh-huh. She is so cool. And like, she always talks about intuition that she's like, pe- these men in corporate offices are like, what led you to be able to be a billionaire? How did you get here today? She's like, intuition. I listened to my intuition. People thought I was crazy. I had $5,000 to spend. And I was like, this is an idea and it's going to make me money and has made her so much money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, okay. and she's a sounds like a good person. Like, I want to know yeah. her. I want to be her friend. <laughs> yeah. She takes her friends on a yearly trip because she has all this money just because she wants to give back to the world and be like, spoil her friends. But anyway, yeah. I digress. But, but you just cool. made a really important point, Alex, because I often will talk to women about placing the intent to be affluent because mm-hmm. most of us are in just survival sustenance, like sustainable mode, barely, right? When you're affluent, you have more than enough personal energy and money is concentrated personal energy. Mm. So when you're affluent, you can take care of yourself. You can offer more to the people that you serve. You can do volunteer work because you have more time and more energy. You can be more effective in the world because you have more than enough energy. Mm-hmm. So when we make our lives small, not only are we barely able to help ourselves, we really don't have anything to give anybody else. Yeah, totally. That if you want to be unselfish, be affluent. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I was going to say your story about the New Year's Eve was a very 
powerful point to the power of intention as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Like yeah. she was able to move heaven and yeah. earth to get into that appointment. Yeah. So tell us quickly a little bit about, I'm mean, not quickly, but about power of intention. <laughs> so uh, I'm so glad you asked that as well, Amy, because I see a lot of people misuse it. Yeah. We hear about the law of attraction. You can get super specific. We want to be careful we're not manipulating reality. Mm. There's the path your soul chose. And again, this is what I believe. And there's the things we can consciously create. Um, and yes, you can manifest things in reality. I used to decades ago teach workshops on that until I was told that's sorcery and you probably shouldn't be doing that. I was learning. I was learning. But when you place a general intent, let me put it this way. Our limited ego consciousness only knows what we've already learned so far. It doesn't have the big picture. Right. So if we say, well, I want this, we might be aiming too low. The universe might have something more in mind for us. Mm. So instead, when we place a general intention and we let go, the universe can put it together for us in ways we could never have perceived. So I placed an intent to have a comfortable, affluent life doing the work I love. That's not saying what comfort, affluence, or even the work looks like. So it can change. And my life now, compared to the life when I first moved here, has changed in leaps and bounds. But it's because I'm always willing to let go of what I think I need so the universe can show me something more. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) I really got that. Mm -hmm. I really got that. Awesome. I okay, let's like, do these I, cards. Yeah, I know. We got to... Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, let's do... I feel like Amy uh, should... I'm going to do the, well, the, or the reading, or I was going to say, I feel like I thought you were going to say, you should like, get the I reading. Need time I think on my you own. should. Yes. No, I, feel, <laughs> I think you need the reading. You were saying, I should get the reading to myself. Yes, yeah. I should. Yes. <laughs> I would be delighted. Okay, well, I'm open. Okay. So um, the deck I'm working with right now, and it's my go-to deck with clients, is the Osho Zen Tarot. I find traditional tarot decks ugly, scary, and nobody understands them anyway. Mm. Okay, and this is my opinion again, but um, I like these cards because uh, they're beautiful to look at, they're easy to understand. So what I'd like to do with your permission is a three-card spread. Yes. Let's just see what we get. Do I have your permission to tune in? You have my permission. Okay. So the first thing I'm getting is a feeling coming from your heart chakra, like it's almost like a bird wanting to leave the nest. It's there's other projects you're wanting to get involved in. And that's really coming to the surface for you. There's a lot of excitement about it. A lot of energy that wants to move forward in a new direction. I'd say that's pretty accurate. I would too. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to spread the cards and your subconscious is going to point out what cards for me to pull. Um, No, you don't have to pull them yourself. This is, I'm tuned in right now to your subconscious. If you pulled them yourself, you might only be working from your conscious mind. I'm going deeper. Okay. Oh gosh, that's good. (laughs) The cards kind of jump out at me, not literally, because that would be scary, (laughs) but they just sort of point themselves out to me. Um, So this is just keeping a relaxed state and being open to being shown something. Mm, I'm going to open my... Okay. So the first card we have is the Thunderbolt. So again, not a traditional deck, but this is like the tower in a traditional deck. The purple diamond at the bottom means it's a major arcana card. Minor arcana is your everyday stuff. Major arcana is big shifts. So this is everything coming apart at the seams to come back together in a whole new configuration. Ooh. 
Okay. Yes, please. And this might be something you're going through or just have been through. Um, if we look at it as a past card, okay, we can look at it as body, mind, soul. We can look at it as past, present, future. But basically, when I was moving here, I had a dream that I saw this tower crumble and I walked around the building and it all came back together again. And I realized it was a, a projection. And it was telling me I was about to completely change my life, but it was going to come back in a new configuration. So you're going through major shifts here. And just hang on to the tail of the tiger. Don't try to control where it takes you. Okay. Okay. Ooh, another major arcana card. You guys saw me pick. It's not yeah. like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. wow. the master. And this is all about working with a mentor. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> And it can be a person you work with. It can be internally, but it's about you really stepping up your spiritual practice now and going deeper. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Woo. <laughs> and the last one is the healing card. Aww. Yes. Um, and so for this one, um, this feels like stuff for us to talk about on a more personal level. Okay. Okay. But we're going to go deep. Hey. All right. And you're going to retrieve cool. those aspects of you that have been waiting off stage to join you and come out and play. Yes. We're here. They're, 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 they're ready. They're oh ready. Gosh, that was so good. That was fun. Okay. I, let's, feel, like well, I feel like we should all do it. This yeah. is so fun. Tell <laughs> it. <laughs> you're up. Oh, are we doing one? Oh, okay. Let's oh do my gosh. Gosh. Only if, if you're comfortable. Are we comfortable? I am comfortable. Okay. Tell me if I'm going to buy she this winery. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm kidding. But he has Tell her to so, stay. <laughs> I know she's going to buy the winery. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what is the name you most commonly go by? Uh... Well, Isa. two. <laughs> yeah, because I know you get yeah. called different things. Yeah. Because it's resonating with the deepest part of you. So what do you, re- what do you resonate with most in terms of your name? I think Bella. Because okay. my husband calls me Bella. Okay. And it's been, you yes. know... Yeah. So do you have your permission you always to introduce in. yourself yes. as Bella? Yeah. Okay. All right. You have way too many things on your plate right now, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so true. <laughs> it's like uh, your energy's going here and it's going there. It's going yeah. there. And there's some things that you may just have to say, not today. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to spread yourself so thin and then feel like mediocre because yeah. you're such a perfectionist. You just want to do everything right all mm-hmm. the time. So be gentle with yourself. Work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Okay. There is a feeling of like, maybe I sh- took on something that I shouldn't have. Um, and it's there. Yeah. And, and it's there. okay to say yeah. no or not now. Yeah. You know? And that's some, something a lot of women don't do. We don't say, uh, I need to change my mind on this. It's like, oh, I said I would do this. And I can't be a quitter. Right. And and we beat ourselves up. And, and then we're just unfair mm-hmm. to ourselves. So gently as she goes, we grow so much more by being gentle with ourselves. Mm. You know? So we have the celebration card. Is this yeah. just not the perfect card for what's going on right here, right now? These women dancing and I knew just you were going to pull that card. For celebrating. One of us. I thought about that. Right? She's going to pull that card for one of yeah. us. Yeah, and that's you thrive on mm-hmm. your connection with community. Mm-hmm. So I would say in anything you do, if it doesn't give you that connection, check out if it's right for you. Because if you have mm-hmm. to go off and work on your own, it's just. It may not be your journey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have the sorrow card coming yeah. up. 
Okay. And just so everybody understands, I don't work predictively. The future is not carved in stone. I'm looking at what is trending for you and what do we need to work on? Because if you shift your patterns, you shift your reality. All real change happens from the inside out. The sorrow card shows a monk crying. What he's actually doing is getting in touch with his feelings. And I know this is bringing up a lot for you right now. So I'm not going to get deeply into it because you and I both know where it's coming from. It's saying, be present with your feelings, don't block them. Um, What I have found is when we grieve and nobody's trying to be quote unquote strong, something magical happens. You can be holding somebody and you're both crying and your hearts start to resonate into this very, very peaceful place. Mm. You know, in the Bible, when they talk about the peace that passeth all understanding, yeah, I believe what that means, it's a state of peace you can't get to through rationalization, only through surrender. Mm. So forget yeah. about being strong, just be open. Because <laughs> when we're open and vulnerable, oh, the, the universe abhors a vacuum. Mm-hmm. It rushes to fill that with all the love and support you need. Yeah. yeah. Okay? Okay. Oh. You doing okay? Yeah, Did you I'm hear good. that? Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> And patience. (laughs) You're going to need some downtime, Mm -hmm. um, time to process things that are coming up for you. Um, It's okay to step back on some things and and just give yourself the time you need. Mm Okay. Okay. Oh my gosh, she's so good at what she does. (laughs) Oh my goodness, I'm scared now. That was like... (laughs) Not expected. I get that a lot. Yeah. I did not. That was nice. Yeah. Alex? Yeah, one more. Yeah, I'm I'm okay. You wanted to say? No, it's good. Yeah, I feel like I I do need like one-on-one kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I do feel like we all are going through stuff. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think... We all need her. Mm-hmm. I think we, we do. do. Yeah. You know, I have the deepest respect for the people who come to me because this work isn't easy. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. It's not easy to look at the hardest things about yourself that you struggle yeah. to see and work through. So it's an honor for me to get to work with people and support them on their journey, whatever is coming up. Yeah. You know? Well, God love you for the work that you're doing. Really. Yes. Oh, really thank you. Big work in the world. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Okay, Alex. I'm open. Yeah. I mean, I'm for some reason feeling a little nervous, but I'm open. <laughs> I'm usually not nervous in these situations, but I'm open. Okay, so do I have your permission to I, tune in? You have my permission. Okay. The biggest thing I'm getting from you right now is how incredibly hard you are on yourself. <laughs> Self-love is the main thing you need to focus on right now. The relationship you have with yourself really needs some tender loving care. Okay? Okay. Okay. Let's see what we get with the cards for you. You'll notice that the speed changes because different consciousnesses work differently. Sometimes I'm just like, bang, 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 that person's psyche is like, that's what I want. Other times it's a little slower or or even goes back and forth a little bit. So it's really an interesting thing to work with different consciousnesses and see how they pick the cards. So we get the participation card. So this is an interesting card because if you know anything about your Tibetan Buddhism, it looks like Vajras, but it's, it's also an aerial view for people sitting around a table together. 
So Ooh. it's good. <laughs> um, so for you, um, working with others, supporting others, being supported by others is really, really important to you. You do your best work in concert with other people. Okay. The burden card comes up. So what you see with this card is a wealthy person carrying a poor person. Well, the poor person is carrying the wealthy person on his back. The wealthy guy's telling him where to go. Poor guy's doing all the work and getting none of the benefit. I often see this in situations where people are either working in a situation that's not serving them well, or they're putting in more hours than it's worth for them. So look at situations where, whether it's personally or professionally, you need to, again, work smarter, not harder. Maybe there's boundaries you need to set. You need to be aware of when you're overburdening yourself. Okay. Okay. And the stress card comes up. (laughs) So here we see somebody's juggling candles and look, I've got everything under control, but the monkey who's going to burst the bubble he's standing on is about to bring the whole card, house of cards down. So it's saying that you're in a situation and I think a lot of it is internal for you where you just put a lot on yourself and demand a lot of yourself and create all the stress. So um, if I was working with you, I would give you techniques to be more present um, to learn how to reduce your stress um, and just fall back in love with yourself. Because I think with everything that's coming up for you right now, um, you're hardest on yourself and that can be reflected if you're getting judgment from others or you're taking on more than you should um, um, or in, and you're not saying no to things you should be saying no to. Okay. Okay. Be gentler with yourself. Okay, thank you. Does this make sense to you? Yes. Okay. Does everybody feel like everything made sense? Do you have any questions about your spreads? No, I think it's pretty, pretty bang good on for me. Yeah. <clears throat> me too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm so delighted that you've asked me here today. I'm, I just enjoyed every moment. With oh, we love yeah. having you on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I'm, I'm always humbled when, you know, people take the time mm-hmm. to come and, and speak with us. Um, it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a time out of your day and I'm really honored that you, we're really honored that you uh, came today to share your yes. amazing talents with us. Yeah. And your gift, and it was a yeah, gift. It was a gift for sure. It was a huge gift. It's yeah. my pleasure. Can you tell everybody a bit about, you know, like your podcast? I know you talked about it a bit. Sure. But yeah. Yeah. So um, this is actually just something I started doing recently because uh, my partner watches podcasts all the time and I never really got into them too much. Then I was like, wow, he derives inspiration every single day. This is so cool. So I started watching them and, and listening to them and getting intrigued by them. And uh, so I started getting more serious about it. So I sat down one day and I just wrote 50 titles for podcasts, um, 10 for five different subjects and started putting them out. So they come out every Monday usually around nine. Um, (laughs) And so I just did the 10th one on sacred relationships. So a lot of people go into relationships with the idea of this is my haven or, oh, now that I've met this person, I've gotten where I needed to go. I can relax. Um, Or they treat it like a commodity. People say to me, you know, I do a lot of relationship counseling. How do I find love? And I always say, well, what quality of love are you prepared to offer? Like, let's work on what's your relationship with yourself? Mm -hmm. Because if you're really... Uh, tight inside and pushing stuff down inside, that energy isn't flowing toward anybody else either. You've got to be in flow. So there's work to be done. Um, so I started writing about this. A lot of it is inspired by being in a relationship with, for me, um, the most wonderful partner I could ever ask for. I've really been blessed by him. And um, Tillens probably
probably going to hear this at some point. So I love you, babe. (laughs) And, uh, and he's been such an inspiration to me because he's a very intentional person. And so that's why I started doing these podcasts because it's about intention. It's about taking a relationship as an opportunity to grow as a person. How is your partner reflecting back to you the things you need to work on or be aware of or admire in them and then say, how do I develop those qualities too? Mm. Um, And there's going to be ones on leadership and shadow work. There's going to be other ones that happen. So um, I'm being disciplined about it. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, And I think I'm getting feedback that people are starting to pay attention and enjoy them too. So that's awesome. just that's really nice. fun and special. So, so what's your, yeah, so what's, uh, <laughs> your you. podcast uh, name? My, my, name. Oh. Where can we find you? Um, that's usually uh, Alex's Benita, job. <laughs> Benita K. Summers on YouTube. So Benita yeah. K-A-Y Summers okay. on YouTube. And if you go to my website, spiritcolona.com, you'll see links as well. Okay. Too, we'll have that in our description for you. Yeah, Thank for you. Sure. Well, as we always say, we could, we could yeah, spend forever. another nine yeah. hours. Doing this. <laughs> Thank you, Benita. And yeah, I will be yeah. more than happy to <laughs> spread <laughs> you guys around. I love what you're doing. So oh, I will be posting as well. Thank, Thank you for coming so on. It was yeah. so great. Thanks, Thanks Benita. Awesome. Okay. Well, till next time. Till next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Now we want to hear from you. So tell us what's going on in your world. What's what's working? What's not working? How we can support you? What are some good topics? And don't forget to follow us at Let's Not Sugarcoat It Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time. Bye. Bye. See you.